0: Friends, you're gonna hear a lot of reports this week about whether the economy is strengthening or weakening, whether Biden's Build Back Better bill will get 50 votes in the Senate, and whether the Omicron variant of COVID will rapidly spread. What you're not gonna hear enough about is how closely these three questions are related to each other and to the strength of our system as a whole. Economics, politics, and public health are often treated as separate topics, each with their own reporters, editors, experts, researchers, analysts. But if we have learned anything over the past 21 months of crisis, it's that the three are intimately connected. And in many respects, it looks like we are on a precipice very similar to the one we were on 21 months ago. It's impossible to know where the economy is heading without knowing where the pandemic is heading because the pandemic continues to dictate economic activity in the United States and around the world. We don't yet know enough about the Omicron variant to know what it will do, but it's already affecting the economy as people delay travel plans purchases and events. It's impossible to know where the Omicron variant is heading without assessing the strength and agility of our public health system, because that system, from the Centers for for Disease Control down to local hospitals, will determine how well we contain it and other variants to come. It's impossible to assess the strength of our public health system without understanding the capacity of the government, the White House, governors, and our other political institutions to get the public fully vaccinated and tested, to wear masks, quarantine, and take other precautions, to contact, trace, and also to create incentives for the private sector to develop better vaccines and tests. In other words, our well-being depends on the capacity of a Of an interlocking economic, public health, and political system. The problem is that overall system is especially weak right now because it's riddled with distrust. Not only are we deeply split as a nation, but too many of those with power and wealth have used the last 21 perilous months to siphon off whatever they could from everybody else, further eroding trust in all institutions, further weakening our social fabric. American corporations have scored record profits, but instead of lowering prices, they've been using the specter of inflation to jack up their prices. They're also using their profits to mount one of history's biggest lobbying campaigns, against Biden's social and climate policies. And despite promises to the contrary, they have resumed funding the eight senators and 139 representatives who refused to certify Biden's victory. Meanwhile, billionaire monopolists have increased their wealth by over $2 trillion since February 2020, and are using some of it to fight tooth and nail against proposals to increase their taxes, which many have kept at or near zero for several years. Wall Street's too-big-to-fail banks have been using record low interest rates and indirect Fed subsidies to return to their old gambling ways. Healthcare has become even less efficient and more costly. Private equity and hedge fund managers have used the last 21 months to buy up more hospitals and healthcare facilities, turning them into profit centers or even high end condominiums. Big Pharma has been using its skyrocketing profits to lobby against allowing Medicare to reduce the prices of prescription drugs. Republican politicians have accepted these bribes. Too many Democratic politicians have as well. At the same time, Republican politicians have cowered before Trump's big lie. And right-wing political operatives, producers, and media personalities have used the last 21 months to get richer by exploiting America's fear, uncertainty, and paranoia. All of which have diminished trust and weakened the system's capacity to achieve the common good. The reports you're going to hear this week about the economy, Biden's Build Back Better bill and the Omicron variant, will all be, for these reasons, slightly beside the point. Because they don't address the large underlying problem that our system has become more enfeebled over the last 21 months because it has been exploited. Wars, depressions, and other national catastrophes sometimes strengthen a society by enabling people to recognize their common interest. that was America's experience after the Great Depression and World War II. Yet the crisis we have been through since February 2020 seems not to have strengthened us, but to have debilitated us as a society. Now, as many of you know, I'm a great believer in the resilience of America and I continue to have faith in our remarkable capacity to remedy what is wrong and emerge stronger. Although the record of the past 21 months is profoundly disappointing, I still feel confident that the common good will prevail. The question I keep asking myself, is how much unnecessary suffering we'll have to endure in the meantime.